Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 78. Today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 11, Morning Star. We will also discuss the movie Ford vs. Ferrari and a couple of Netflix shows, Queen Sono and The Stranger. Awesome. <laughs> Before we dive in, how are you, Diana? I'm great, Brooke. Awesome. I'm awesome. Cool. We are recording in the daytime. Normally, it's been in the evening, so it's yeah. kind of, uh, you know, feels kind of new, feels kind of cool. The sun is out. so it. It's pretty outside today. Yeah. You know... Um, I wanted to bring up um, the Walking Dead universe Mm -hmm. and, you know, the world beyond the new series is going to be coming out when the Walking Dead has their finale for this season. That will premiere. So it'll be a two night, you know, one's ending and one is starting on the same night. Yes, on the same night. Oh, okay. So that's going to happen. But what I didn't realize is, is. It's only going to be a two-season show. Okay. That was new to me. I had no idea. Are they going to be filmed this year or one season this year and then... I'm not sure of that. Okay. Now, I also heard rumors that both of those are supposed to um, appear before the walking dead movie but i thought what is the movie not going to come out till 2021 mm. that seems so long i don't want it to be that long here i'm thinking we're going to get it maybe at the end of the year so i don't really know i don't but i have a feeling that has to is going to lead up to and maybe fill in a lot of things for the movie mm-hmm. i don't know yeah but then that made me go look to find out when the movie's going to come out okay you know, because I want to see Rick. I miss him. I miss, I miss him you so too, much. Rick. Yeah. And so when I went to go look for the movie and when it was going to premiere, I noticed that um, I saw a trailer. Okay. And I said, oh, there's a trailer. There's a trailer. I was so excited. So I <laughs> click the trailer and I'm watching it, right? I'm watching it, watching it. I'm like so excited. I, I'm thinking about shit. I can't wait to share it with you. I'm like, I'm getting all teary eyed because I miss Rick. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is so. I, I, it's like, of course, I know why I love Rick. But when I see the moments of Rick that I love, yeah, uh, it just, it just comes and warms my heart and i'm like i love him and miss him so after the video i'm all excited well then i noticed it said it was i think it was made by a fan and i'm like what well ended up the trailer wasn't a real trailer yeah some guy just created it that's cool which which is awesome right because this guy must be so good at doing this i must love the walking dead that he did it Mm -hmm. but it looked real to me yeah it looked so real. Yeah. And I was like, oh, then I was totally let down because I'm like, this has nothing to do with the movie. Aww. But the guy did a good job. It had me believing a lot of things. So, um, and then, of course, Rick in the background is like, I'm going to find my family. And so I'm thinking <laughs> Michonne and and Judith and mm-hmm. um, RJ. RJ. Wait, did he, he didn't see RJ being born. He doesn't even know about RJ, right? So, but anyways, I'm thinking all of that. I have a son. I know. But um, but really, that phrase was probably taken from when he was looking for Lori and Carl. 
right? So when you hear his voice, it's probably from that, right? And I'm thinking, it's current, right? Because he's saying, I'm going to find my family. And it, but what's interesting, I thought it showed him on a helicopter. I don't know. Everybody, you know, Walking Dead fans, you know, go check this out if you haven't already. It's just a very good, well done trailer. So you got to share the link if you could find it again. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. Yeah. So she's like, yay. I know. Wait, what? Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm here. Happy to be with you. We are sushi Mm -hmm. and our daytime enjoyment and I'm, I'm loving it thank you for having me today oh my gosh anytime you can come over every day oh cool all right i'll be here <laughs> your family will be at the door i know can you please give us back you my, know our mom my mommy my mom and wife back please oh my gosh oh so cute yeah all right well i have a question for you okay um, you know, in these last episodes, well, in this um, season, of course, it's been years later where they gas is gone, guns are gone. So they've had to have their blacksmith create uh, I know. tools and weapons. Uh, and so we've seen some new weapons in this um, this season. And, um, you know, we're t- uh, we've the more, most current weapon that we've seen is uh, Aaron. He has his fist, yeah. uh, As a like a spiky, spiky ball, ball fist, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then then we see Daryl with his weapon, which is a spiky ball and a chain, and I guess that's called the Morning Star. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, like, what weapon of choice would you probably have in like a medieval uh, scenario? I know. Would you like to have a sword or um, a spiky something? Ooh, this is everything's so hard for me because yeah. I want them all. I want them all in my arsenal. Yeah. Um, and then as you were talking, I was thinking, wow, this is so like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. When you said the blacksmith and everything, it just reminded me so much of that. I we need yeah. to go back and watch that whole series again too. But anyways, yeah. Um. You had mentioned uh, Michonne's katana, and I would love that. The only problem with that is it's so big that if something was really close to me, I don't know if I could use it. Oh, So okay. I don't know. I'm like, God, would I be able to use something that big when they're like, it's like right here in front of me? It's like you'd have to like... So have, you'd have to have multiple weapons like in your boot and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like... I don't know. I like more little handheld things. If it, I mean, sure, I'd like to shoot it from afar somehow but or cut it from afar, but if it's got that close to me i need something kind of close so i kind of like aaron's i mean i don't know if we could have that type of weapon with um you know he doesn't have his arm so he has it in place of his arm but what's great is that if he holds it up to the walker he can also you know if it bites his arm it won't matter because it's not really his arm yeah kind of like um merle he had a a knife on his missing hand yeah that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, that's true. That one was a good one. Yeah. But I, I do like Aaron's, you know, yeah, basically like, like his fist. It. Yes. And it has all these little yeah. um, spikes. Right. So I kind of like that. Yeah. You I wonder know? how they attach it. I wonder if we could attach it to our arm, like some kind of a glove. Prosthetic. You there know? must be a prosthetic oh, person on the in the hilltop. <laughs> so yeah oh I, yeah uh-huh. I, that's true i like daryl's weapon and it reminds me of the weapon that the girl used in kill bill uh 
volume two. You're so funny. Well, <laughs> Here you go again. <laughs> more of all my genre. 30 minutes in at this <laughs> <laughs> the, at the, <laughs> this scene, <laughs> yeah. she said precisely this, and exactly. she had this weapon. Right? so good. She had one, and she would, like, swing it around, and then it um, went around. Um, well, they didn't really say her name. The, uh, what is her name? Uma Thurman's name in uh-huh. the movie. They, yeah. they like, Referred they bleeped her? it out when she said her name. Quentin Tarantino had the same, oh. like, where we, just, we still don't really know uh-huh. her name. Um, and so uh, the girl, when they got into their fight, she swung that spiky chain ball, yeah. and it like tightened around her oh, neck. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. And that, like her eyeballs yes. were gonna pop out of her uh-huh. head. I feel like I would probably be so clumsy, and I would accidentally swing that thing around <laughs> my own damn neck and kill my own thing—accidental oh, no. death. <laughs> oh my god! But I like the spiky ball. It is so cool. Well. On The Talking Dead, Daryl was talking about using that, mm-hmm. and um, I guess it was rubber, you know, oh, okay, because, yeah. you know, he was swinging around at people, mm-hmm. uh, and they were saying, oh, yeah, do it, do it. So he's, you know, working <laughs> working it, right? And then he came back and he hit himself in the head with <laughs> <I could> it. <laughs> so see, it does happen, right? Oh, my God. So, Can you imagine yeah. doing that accidentally on set? Like, you're filming, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Stop everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, very interesting, right? Yeah. So, listeners, let us know what you would choose as your medieval weapon. We really want to know. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. Yeah. So, Brooke. Yes. What were your overall thoughts on this episode. Oh, well, you know, I had a sense of relief watching Carol and Ezekiel, and then my anxiety rose right back up at the end when we saw the beginning of the Game of Thrones-esque battle. Mm -hmm. I'm so nervous to see what has happened because they left us at a cliffhanger. They did. Yeah. What did did. you think? Oh my gosh. Every episode has been so good. This episode had me crying at every turn with Ezekiel and Carol, mm-hmm. Eugene and Rosita, Carol and Lydia, and Daryl and Judith. Then at the end, like you said too, there was this battle when the horde arrives at Hilltop. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was such a good episode. It yeah. just had everything in it. So I really loved it. Yeah. I, I noticed that Mary. Um, AKA Gamma, you know, when she arrived to Hilltop and mm-hmm. on the, the, the people overwatching the the land, they see a new person in the carriage and they're like, oh, who's that? What is she? Who, what? Another str- straggler or something? Mm-hmm. And they're all wondering who she is. And the rumor has it that she's the aunt of the abandoned baby who was left in the field and adopted by Earl. And I forget his wife's name. I don't, I just know it's... Um, Tammy. Her oh, name was that Tammy. that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she, you know, Mary is not to be trusted according to Alden. You know, he he told Earl that he would help keep the baby safe and Mary away, basically. That's what he was saying, was like, don't worry, I got this. Because yeah. Earl, he reacted pretty fierce. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, that's my son, you know? And Right. 
So I feel like Mary might be expecting maybe a bit too much right now, too soon. Uh, she just arrived at Hilltop and no one, sh no one should have any reason to trust her just because Aaron vouches for her. I mean, people of Hilltop are also affected by the Whisperers and I can understand why they, on, why they are on defense. Alpha killed Earl's wife and Alden's girlfriend, Enid. Yeah. So none of this should be easy for Mary. Yeah. What do you think about Ezekiel and Carol? <gasps> oh my God. I love that Ezekiel looked for Carol and knew where to find her. Yeah. And her silence moved me when he, you know, walked up to her. She just sat there and I could feel her pain. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure that she would go back with him, but she does. So later on, it shows that she goes to his room and notices his neck and he tells her it's nothing and then she says never bullshit a bullshitter mm -hmm. and he says i wanted to tell you and then she kisses him and then she eases him onto the bed oh <laughs> exactly insert the marvin gay song right here please <laughs> let's get it on Ooh. anyways it was um interesting because they talked about leaving their humor and pride at Hilltop on a dresser where it burned down. Aww. And I know, I thought that was very, very telling, you know, mm -hmm. of, yeah. of their feelings. And it made me sad for them. Um, he wonders if they would have been together if it had been any other night, referring to them dying. And then she laughs and says, we're going to die tonight, <laughs> which was, okay, she found her humor, right? She was being funny. Yeah. Um, but it was so good to see them together. But it also made me fear for Ezekiel's life because I'm thinking, will he sacrifice himself for the group because of his cancer? I mean, if he does survive, how long is he going to last with this big, huge growth on his neck? I mean, I don't want to see him die. I don't either. That'll be so sad. I know. I'm like, ah. How are we going to get this off of him? Yeah. This whole episode made me feel that everyone is doing everything they can to make amends or love in this moment because they don't know if they will make it through the night. Right. And again, that reminded me of Game of Thrones, you know, before the Night Walkers came. Oh, yeah. So I think that's why this episode was so emotional for me. They even had that mute that song in the background with Eugene which we'll discuss um further but that was wasn't that when it was happening when he was singing and they were showing everybody gearing up for war yeah basically the battle yeah so yeah. it was like oh my gosh these Here are just comes. ripped out of Mm -hmm. You know, sort of Game of Thrones. And I love Game of Thrones, too. So these I are know. my favorite shows. You're right. So, yeah. Well, speaking of Eugene, Eugene, he's been really busy working on that radio and communicating with his lady friend over there, wherever uh -huh. she is, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. And he's gotten really, really friendly since they met each other's voice, basically. And I find it interesting that she seems to have control over whether or not they should tell each other's groups about another, about, you know, another group on the radio. Um, that makes me super suspicious about her and why she's being, or why uh, Eugene is being submissive and just accepting this. Maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure if he's getting a little bit manipulated. 
I know. I kept thinking he was telling her too much. And she kept saying, don't say anything to anyone. And I'm like, red flag, Eugene, really? You're being sucked in. I, I hope not. But that's what I was kind of feeling. Right. I know. I felt I felt bad for him when he thought he wasn't going to hear her voice again once uh, she was discovered by Rosita. Mm-hmm. Eugene snapped at her in a panic. And then the woman's voice disappeared temporarily. Um, he was like struggling to get back on the line with her. And then Rosita, I thought that she was pretty cool about it. And she knows that Eugene must really like this person and assumes that he is talking to someone from Oceanside, perhaps. Um, She doesn't interrogate him any further, probably because of the way that he reacted. And I thought that was quite respectful of her to, you know, treat him that way. Right. Yeah. Um, But luckily for Eugene, the woman comes back on the line and Eugene starts, you know, he's singing that song when the wild wind blows Mm -hmm. and she actually was able to finish the song. So that was such a sweet moment for Eugene. And I hope this woman is legit. I know. Um, Her name is Stephanie, and Eugene seems to really like her, especially because she couldn't, because he couldn't kiss Rosita when she offered that to him. So I was happy for him to finally find someone else that he could potentially love. But he did tell um, Stephanie that Rosita is his proverbial BFF. And I just <laughs> love that. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. Um, he and uh, Rosita. Yeah. And, you know, however, I am concerned about what will happen once they meet. Uh, They gave each other's whereabouts Mm because he told her that they're in Virginia. But then she told him to meet at this location on this, you know, a week from now. Mm -hmm. So he's got a date. Yeah. He's going to meet her. I know that in one week. And I found that interesting that she said that. I mean, one week? I mean, why not two days? It just, again, I don't know. I hope she isn't setting up a trap. I hope not. Yeah, I know. Oh, and also, oh my God, I can't believe he didn't take that kiss from Rosita. I'm like, dude, that was your chance. You could have kissed her on the lips. I mean, he does kiss her on the cheek as he goes off but yeah you know gabe was proud of him though he was like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah he was happy that he didn't do it oh my gosh so alpha and negan in this episode oh my gosh negan asks alpha does this mean i graduated to kinky whisperer shit Mm. i'm like oh my god again i laughed out loud he his comments with her cracked me up because she's all serious in her you know whisper mode and doing her stuff and he's just all cracking these jokes i'm sure i'm sure she's charmed by it but trying not to be her trying to be herself you know? know and then he's like whipping her arm and then she tells him it's his turn ew and he was like, I don't know, he made some noise. I don't think he wasn't taking it as well as she did. I know. But, you know, he has to go through the steps, right? Yeah. And he has to do it. And then he tells her um, a little bit later on, he walks up to her and wants her to see another side to just killing, you know, them, meaning the whole, our whole group, mm-hmm. telling her that getting them to bend the knee will feel better. Okay, another Game of Thrones moment. Yeah. Secretly, I think he is trying to save them and give them more time. Right. 
So I still think he's on the side of our group. I hope so. He, he's playing a pretty good part right now. I know. He is, though. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it, we believe Alpha blocks the road so that the people of Hilltop cannot get in. Right. I, I could tell right away that that was Negan. I mean, that we saw that happen when Rick and everybody were trying to get right. Maggie to Hilltop to see the doctor. That was really right. scary. That yes. episode was so scary. Yeah. Um, and so I knew that it was going to be difficult and maybe too difficult for them to all leave. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the kids on board. It was like, hmm. I know. It just mm-hmm. makes me so worried. Yeah. Oh, the poor kids on board. Yeah. And so then at the battle site, uh, Negan says, I thought you wanted them to join us because, you know, he's thinking he convinced her. Right. And Mm -hmm. she says, I do as part of the horde. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He says, holy shit, you are badass. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's not going to be a man, a man who likes me and wants to be with me for who I am in my skin. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Speaking of the whispers, and oh my gosh, they they just have such an interesting way of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Beta collecting all this tree sap in the beginning, and at first I thought he was going to make maple syrup. I didn't even notice it. I was oblivious, oh, apparently. Okay. Yeah, he was yeah. like making that syrup, because I watched um, the Sesame Street, and they show, they show <laughs> you how to make syrup. So I'm like, oh, hey. I'm pancakes. He's making syrup. In the apocalypse. Exactly. The whispers. I know. <laughs> so honestly, I had no idea that tree sap was even flammable, but we did see at the end of of the episode them launch these sap bombs oh to gosh. the group at Hilltop and then Alpha has the fire archers shoot at the walls of Hilltop and everything just engulfs in flames. Um, the walkers are not being held by that electric fence that was built by Rosita and Eugene, which was awesome. It just didn't work, yeah. right? Well, just like on a couple, and I then know. that was it. That was so cool. It's all though. electrifying their necks. It's yeah. all... Uh, and whatever. then their body, their their torso yeah. just was like, not going to happen. Um, but then the walkers, they're not, you know, like they're making their way through and the group had no choice but to retreat. Mm-hmm. So Beta is really freaking scary. And he was chanting as they led the horde to Hilltop on their way there. And we also saw Negan in his own skin at that time. That scene right there just made me really, I saw Negan differently. Like they painted his eyes and then he was wearing the mask. And I was like, oh my goodness. I have something to tell you about what? that mask, yeah. which you're going to love. Oh, dear. That mask, he had it cut out with the Joker smile in oh. it. So if you look at it again, oh, I have to see you that. will see that. Oh, yes. cool. Okay, so. I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like the minute I think the Whispers are just a group of scavengers and have nothing, they always surprise me with the level of command and strategy that they do have. Lydia always says that Alpha can't be beaten. And, heck, maybe she's right. I know. I don't know. She's known all all the things up her sleeve. Yeah. You know. (sighs) But I'm just surprised that she hasn't been able to help with... Well, that's what I was thinking, right? She wouldn't say, oh, she's going to have this or she's going to have that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, huh. Or like get the hilltop to be ready. Like right. how do you get like the readiness? Like you yeah. have intel. Like, yes, she- exactly. Well, also with Gamma, you would have thought too. Yeah. And she knew where the horde was, but they moved it, right? Yeah. So, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. 
I'm, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned all of that. It's so true. And these whispers have a lot of ingenuity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole tunnel system, the cave, their weapons. Uh, there's a lot here because I thought they just kind of lived off just the land and just, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought they were just using the walkers. Right. But they just have so much more right. um, to them. So right. that's like scary. I know. And I still feel. Now that you brought up that Beta was chanting, mm-hmm. well, walkers hear uh, voices and everything else. And if they're all chanting, the real walkers would hear that. So I still think it has to do, there's a fear uh, scent that people give off. Because why wouldn't they turn around and eat the whispers? Mm-hmm. That's my thought on it. No one's ever brought it up and no one's ever said it. But I just think it's interesting that they can talk and, you know, the walkers don't turn and get them we had to put the closed captioning on because we're like what is he saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we are not sure okay so brooke what other things did you notice in this episode oh well i thought it was interesting that ezekiel gave lydia henry's armor Mm. that was really sweet yeah and i think that would have been hard to do but it was necessary at the time to protect her Uh uh-huh and she did love him um, Carol and Lydia bury the hatchet. Carol told Lydia that she was going to kill Alpha. And when she does, would Lydia hate her? Lydia said that she wouldn't be thinking of Carol. So, yeah. I thought that was a really emotional scene. Yeah. It really was. For me, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I had tears coming down my face. And I really did because I really felt like... Carol was really trying to make amends with Lydia and then just what Lydia said. Just both of them. Oh, my gosh. It's such a good episode. Yeah. So hard for them both, right? To mm-hmm. just be with each other in that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I love the way they shot uh, everyone while they were suiting up and especially mm-hmm. Rosita. Like, she was just filmed so beautifully. Like, she was like <laughs> whipping her like jagged <laughs> sword around like on slow motion. Brooke is giving us demonstrations yeah. uh, as, um, see? yeah, yeah, like that. You're good at it. See, that's the, what weapon did she have? Because that's the one you should pick. It, I know. It kind of looked like a chainsaw, but narrow with like teeth on it. It was, ah, it was cool. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And then Daryl and Ezekiel, they made an agreement to, to get the kids out if one of them yes. to be necessary. So basically if, if one of them dies, you know, yes. then they got to help get the kids out. Um, which I thought was cool because they're not really close. They never really... I know. You know. Uh, well, Daryl was still kind of mute at that time. Now mm-hmm. he talks a lot. So <laughs> he's I a different know. man. I know. That's so true. <laughs> uh, Carol and Daryl, when they see each other at the uh, grave site where their loved ones are at, uh, Carol and Daryl, or uh, she tells Daryl not to hate her. And he says to Carol... I'm never going to hate you. Mm-hmm. And that just, I think she cried after that. Mm-hmm. And he just walked away. That's all he said. Yeah. He's mad at her. He's disappointed yeah. in her. He wants her to get her stuff together. But, um, you know, he'll always love her. Yeah. This is really sweet. Right. Um, and then we talked about the weapons earlier, but I just love Daryl's ball and Jane. <laughs> <laughs> With the spikes on it, so awesome. Yes. But I couldn't believe that he was able to be so efficient with that bad leg of his. He just go, just got stabbed in like I a know. major artery. Yes. In yeah, his leg. yeah. Uh, what did you notice? 
Well, we talked about Eugene singing When the Wild Wind Blows, but it's by Iron Maiden, just mm. FYI. Yeah. And, um, well, of course, we've talked a lot about Daryl's Morning Star Weapon, and I just, yeah, it's just the coolest thing. And I love how they named the episode after that particular yeah. weapon. So. Well, because he's kind of leading right now. He is. He is. Yeah. Like when he was looking over the balcony mm-hmm. in the Hilltop Mansion, mm-hmm. he's just like, he just looked like a boss. He did. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then, I, oh, you know, I just love little Judith. She's just the sweetest thing. And um, she fixes Daryl's jacket, um, puts a blue wing with 10 stars. And um, Kaylee, the actress, says that the stars represent 10 seasons, Aww. which I thought that was the cutest thing. And um, I just love that part about him. She is so brave. She says, I'm ready to fight. I know. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready for, you know, yes, we know you're ready to fight, but I don't know if we're ready to, you know, put you in that position. And I don't know, she's just the cutest, bravest thing that she wants to protect RJ, but she's ready to fight. So cute. And in the previews, they show that she's missing from the area. So I think that girl is like, I'm going to fight because that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out next, you know, when we see the next episode. But I was like, oh, my goodness. It's just, I, I love Judith. Yeah. And um, oh, Earl. Earl was re- very revealing to me this episode. Uh, he's so protective of Adam and wants to defend Hilltop. And, you know, even against the odds. I mean, he's the one that's like, come on, guys, you know. You know, we got to get our head on straight. It's the fight of our lives. Again, another reference to Game of Thrones. I could just totally see him in that environment. He's just like, come on, troops. Yeah. You know, let's get it going. We have to defend this. We, This is our home. So I just saw a different side of him that I hadn't seen before. So I was like, oh, that's great, you know, that they're showcasing him. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Right. So, Brooke, tell yeah. me, why do you love the walking dead oh well it's pretty consistent and you know once rick left the show the world changed again and it didn't all of a sudden shift gas went bad no more guns communities got stronger and larger and they have thought of everything in the midst of the special effects and the storytelling i really love what the show has evolved into and i just enjoy watching it with my family yeah why do you love the walking dead it has been so satisfying to me like I'm loving every minute of it. It gives its fans what they want. It gives me what I want. I mean, we have emotion. We have pride. There's so much bravery along with these unexpected battles and creativity from Alpha and the Whispers. So it's just giving me everything right now. And I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. So, Brooke. Yeah. If you could give an award, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, I think the last episode I might have nominated Negan as my, um, or no, actually my last one was Alpha and Daryl's fight. Okay. But this episode, particularly, my award does go to Negan. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have hope that he's going to do the right thing. And then he'll end up sabotaging the whispers somehow. 
I don't believe that he's turned to the dark side. I really, really just ah, something inside me because mm-hmm. I know how much he loves Judith and Lydia. Um, and I think it's, you know, an extremely difficult job for him to have that intel that he has on her right now. Like he on Alpha, he just has so much info. I think that he's going to use that. And Alpha trusts Negan so much. And I don't see her, her treat many of the whispers with that same amount of respect. I think she appreciates Negan and his voice, which is such an amazing job on his end because he's worked it, right? Mm-hmm. And I just hope that he does have good intentions in the end. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I do. I think he does have good intentions. And it will shock me if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, the, like you said, Judith and Lydia, he doesn't want anything bad to happen to them. Yeah. So, Yeah. And then, you know, he had spoken about redemption when he was in the prison and stuff or when he was locked up in the jail cell. Right. So I think that he really, somewhere in his life, he's changed. Yeah. So, so. what about you? What was your ferret, ferret, favorite character quote <laughs> or moment? So mine was the sequence. So it was, you know, when Carol walks up behind Daryl and says, please don't hate me. And he says, I'll, I can never hate you. And of course, she cries and um, a lot then. And then he walks off and then he starts to limp in the dark. So it kind of segues right into that. Yeah. And he grabs his morning star and he walks to battle. He opens the gate to see all the hilltop people ready for battle, looking for each, you know, looking at each other. Mm-hmm. They are all ready. They're staring out in the field, and Kelly gets down and feels the ground and knows they are coming. Oh, yeah. I loved how they did that because it was showing you how she has these other senses, right? Because she needs to. Um, And you hear the horde, and you see them come out of the darkness, and Aaron yells, Formation! Yeah. Wow. It was such a moment. It was such a moment. Yeah, it was cool. So I loved watching that whole beginning part cool. it was very exciting they so. just need some dragons i know right <laughs> exactly yeah. and some giants they do they give them some dragons yeah. people yeah and wolves you cgi you know uh shiva yeah so come yeah. on Aww, give them <laughs> give them some dragons she would be so awesome in this fight because yeah. they're there's yeah. only one though that wouldn't you know i wouldn't want them pack. to hurt her so i know poor thing poor okay anyways what else are you currently watching brooke oh oh my gosh okay so i have discovered some episodes on netflix um one show that i watched and you know i'm i'm just like i i go through a couple episodes and then i may or may not watch them again or like finish the series or i don't know i just was like on a mission to just discover and see what's out there. Um, My Hulu account is kind of uh, out of order right now because I have the Disney Plus plan and I just can't figure out how to pay for it on the the, the (laughs) bundle. Uh So I'm like, I miss having my Hulu because I loved all their stuff. But right now I'm on Netflix and... um, Well, there's so much to watch. So I can't even keep up. I know. Mm -hmm. So there's, I just wanted to find new things, right? And so, like, this show called Queen Sono, it stood out to me a little bit. And it's, um, it's, I would call it, I would say that it's a foreign, uh, series, Uh uh, because it's in, it's South African. 
Uh-huh. And so it's, uh, I'll read you the, uh, I guess it's IMBD. Uh-huh. Um, it says, it's a highly trained South African spy takes on her most dangerous missions yet while facing challenging relationships in her personal life. But uh, she is actually a really beautiful actor and she plays a really, really strong part. Uh, she's skilled. She can fight. She's an investigator. Like she's really good at her job and she uses um, what she's got as an advantage. Uh And so there's a lot of action. Like it makes you want to get into a martial arts studio and learn how to use some of these, Uh learn these skills because it's, it's, it's kind of, it's cool. Yeah. Um, And the storyline is kind of cool. I would just say that it's a little bit um, because it seems foreign to me, the way that their style of film is different, right? But okay. um, I do think that it's it's well done. Yeah. Um, and it's it's cute because there's a little bit of humor. Like there's you know they have a team of spies, and then like one of them is super awkward and and geeky. Like he's a techie spot part of the the group. Uh-huh. And, so he says funny things sometimes, like, oh, awkward. Like, should I leave now? Like, uh-huh. you know, he just, yeah. it's really cute. So there's a little bit of, like, I like the tone that they've set. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too uh, it's serious because there's a little bit of humor in there, too. So it's, yeah. it's cute. It, I like it. So if you were looking for something like some special intelligence, and I would check it out. Um, and then the other foreign series that I just looked you know, I watched a few episodes on and it was pretty good because it made me like, ooh, what's going to happen next? So I watched a lot of episodes, but I haven't finished it. And this one is called The Stranger. And this document or not documentary, this series is Britain and it's a web of secrets that sends a family man on a desperate quest to discover the truth about the people closest to him. So his life seems good, happily married, he's got a child, and then some random woman just approaches him and just is like, um, she was never pregnant. And he's like, who are you? What are you talking about? How do you know this? And she was talking about his wife. And then she says, oh, by the way, you should get a DNA test on your son. And then she leaves. And he's like, what the heck? And then he starts, like, digging through all his stuff to figure out, like, was she pregnant? Like, what? So he finds an ultrasound of her recent miscarriage. And the it looks like he she just photoshopped a ultrasound of a baby because it didn't match up with his actual son. So now he's like going crazy doubts in Mm -hmm. his mind yeah yeah. so Uh he's trying to figure that out what's going on and that was pretty Mm -hmm. good too and like because it's you know i would consider it foreign it's filmed differently so it just like when you're watching it the camera seems different than what we're used to seeing like the way Uh that they use their filters on their lens and everything like that like for some reason it just seems different Uh but it's kind of fun to watch something that you know is unconventional Uh to us right right? so um yeah check it out the stranger very Um, cool yeah what what are you currently watching I am, uh, well, you know, I'm watching my normal stuff that I always watch, American Idol and Survivor, and everything's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, it just dawned on me as we were talking about movies and shows. I watched um, Pretty in Pink 
uh, accidentally. <laughs> it came on TV and I started cute. watching it. I'm like, oh, I forgot how cute this movie is. I loved uh, Molly Ringwald's character uh, with her father, the relationship oh, between her yeah. and her father. I'd forgotten because I hadn't seen that movie in so I long. Know. And I'm like, oh, I love this relationship between them. And um, just all everything about it, we are going to have to review 80s movies. I, I think know. we're going to watch some, maybe in, I don't know when we'll do it, because we have so many Walking Dead shows to go through. I but know. hopefully we can do it, I don't know, in the summer. I don't know when we get a break. But it would just be awesome to do, right? Because I think we both love a lot of 80s movies. Yeah. So well, I introduced be... uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off to oh, the God. kids. They loved it. Oh my. They did? Yeah. Yes. See, isn't it. that awesome? Yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So stuff like that. We should just go back and do that. But currently, uh, besides Pretty in Pink, um, I did watch Ford versus Ferrari. I'd been cool. wanting to watch this, too. And so I was so happy when it came to me on Netflix DVD. Oh, it's on DVD. Yes. Oh, awesome. And so, oh, my gosh. This has an impressive cast in the movie, including, of course, Matt Damon and Christian Bale, who were awesome. But there's so many other supporting actors. It was, like, amazing. I'm like, every time somebody walked in, I mean, Shane was in it. You know, oh, cool. so I love him. Yeah. So it was like all oh, these people I know, you know, I'm like, oh, she's from Outlander. And oh, you know, he's from Walking Dead. And yeah, just all these people. So it's 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 and it's a really good movie. So this is a movie about Ford Motor Company and how it decides to build a revolutionary car to race against Enzo Ferrari's cars in the 24 hours of Le Mans in 1966, France. Oh, my gosh. There were so many battles that Carol Shelby and Ken Miles had to endure against this corporate America. It was so frustrating. They just wanted to build the right car with the right driver. But executives at Ford were more about appearance and perception and influence and power. And I was so mad at the ending. I was so infuriated. Not how the movie actually ended, but the cost of what Ken Miles, the driver, had to endure. I I was just, you know, because this is about real life people. Mm -hmm. And so I was just really upset for him. Mm. And so I would tell everyone, watch this movie. It is enlightening. It's thrilling. The, you know, watching these race cars and these drivers is just very thrilling. Cool. Um, they're great uh, performances by these um actors and i just totally recommend it it's a very good movie cool and i you know it's for everybody i can't wait to watch like it. everybody could We've watch been it wanting to watch yeah it. so you'll enjoy it i think the whole family will like it how do you race in a car for 24 hours though like bathroom i know i wondered that too but they kept having them do their pit stops so i don't know but they don't get out do they because we yeah, actually had a dinner conversation about this. Well, the they other did day. here. Yeah, they, oh, they got, got out. out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so then I, I don't know if they go a certain way, and I, I'd have to even research it more because I kept thinking the same thing. I'm like, 24 hours. How do they? Where do they? Yeah, go to the bathroom. Where do they eat? Yeah. Where do they do all this stuff? So, it's very fascinating. Cool. 
So. I can't wait to watch it. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for your recommendation, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for yours, too. You're welcome. And thank you for having me here today. And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in. And we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Woohoo! So yes, we would. Yeah. yeah. So rate and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We really need your feedback. Yes. And then we'll be uploading new episodes Tuesday, March 31st. Next show will be on The Walking Dead, Season 10, Episode 12 and 13. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.